Welcome back. This is episode 11 of the Fostering Financial Victories podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the first episode of Marriage and Money that we had last week. Uh, today we are joined by two very special guests, Joe and Frank. So you are Faith Zane's parents. Um, so I have heard multiple um, different stories about you guys. And thank you for joining us. So we're going to talk about your experience with finances, having been married for over 30 years. So a totally different discussion than what we had last time with Rand and Stacy. So we're looking forward to it. Um, let's get into this. So how long have y'all been married? When did you get married? How many kids do you have? Just give me the background. Okay. Well, we've been married. We got married in August. 1989. So we've been married 31 years. Trick question, right? This year will be 31 years. Right. We have one beautiful daughter, Faith, and we have a, a new uh, dog. We have a puppy. Okay. Lily. That's that's our family. I'm keeping it simple. All right. So money and marriage and all these uh, topics that people typically avoid, kind of the taboo topics to talk around the dinner table, right? Religion, politics, money, all kind of come into the same scope. Tell me your experience when you first got married. What did you guys do from a financial perspective? Did you have these types of conversations early on? I would say we didn't have specific conversations relating to uh, finances. However, um, we both always kind of knew the overall scope of what was coming in and what was going out. Okay. No, budget, no budgets, no... Uh, not, nothing like that. Uh, just what was coming in, what was going out, and a lot of times what was going out was more than what was coming in. Okay. Did you guys ever, like, was this a topic that when you brought it up, somebody was, you know, uh-oh, here we go, we got to have the discussion about money again, like, what's this going to end up in? Was it ever a, a, kind of that, that back and forth? No, I, honestly, I think that uh, we were not established, but we had careers and when we got married, and we um, before we got married, we actually purchased a home. So okay. uh, we we bought a home together, and then we got married. So we we have you know we have it's all about control. So money, you know, it's about control. So I had some money, and I he had, had his own. <laughs> and, you know, it was, uh, it was a little difficult to relinquish control, but he was better at it than I was managing okay. the money. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I acquiesced and gave him control. I don't think it's so much acquiescing. It's that um, who's a numbers person in, in, uh, of the two of us. I'm more of a numbers person than you are. Um, and I'm in front of a computer all day long, so I can check in on, on what the financial pulse is at any time. Okay. And I do. Uh, it's part of my daily routine. Has that changed over the last 30 years? Like the oh, way no. you approach this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, part, part of it was uh, coming to Foster Victory was a huge change uh, for us. Okay. Uh, since I managed everything myself and was actively trading uh, in our own portfolio. However, in order to keep doing my job, I can't concentrate on trading and do my job. Sure. It starts to become more of a full-time job. It does. Yeah. It, it does, and it's distracting. Have you noticed that the, the approach to how you guys manage finances now that you've, you've mm -hmm. kind of went through that planning process, is it more at ease? Is it... Does it feel different as you guys kind of go through the, the daily routines now? Well, honestly, I think we've always felt at ease. 
uh, we, we're, we have the ability to live on a little money or as much money as we need. Uh, we live simply and so, uh, no, I, for me it hasn't changed. You know, maybe the responsibility. It hasn't really. The responsibility part has changed. Now with Foster Victor it's actually much more comforting because we know exactly where everything is. You know, we're, we're children of the 60s. So, a little different. We didn't worry so much about money okay. and finances. Uh, we sort of trusted, you know, our parents did okay. We would be okay. Okay. Uh, we had good education. We had good job. So, uh, we, we, we didn't worry about money. We ever, have agreeability ever. in what we're spending on. That's big. We, uh, that's one thing we don't fight about. We don't We've disagree. Never We've never money. fought about that. In 30 years Whether it's a purchasing money. a vehicle, purchasing a home, uh, we have complete trust with, with one another, and I think that that's that's that, that's part of, you know, our, our thirty-year history. So is. how how did you build that trust with each other? Because I think that's the one thing with married couples that when they start talking about money, someone gets defensive. Because the other person, whether it be the spender or the saver of the couple, they feel like they may be getting accused of spending too much money. That's usually the case, it seems like. So how did you develop that, I guess, that, that synergy? Or is that, did it just come natural? It came naturally. I think, I, I think the, the overarching uh, thing is trust. Mm -hmm. I trust Joellen. She, she trusts me. She knows that I'm not going to overspend and if I'm going to make a large purchase or it's something that we need to do I'm going to talk to her first. I don't show up with a new car in the driveway out of nowhere. The asking for forgiveness on the back end scenario right? Yeah yeah and and, and we do have our own program outside of what we're doing right. uh, w with Foster Victor in that uh, I think it's really important to have contingency money set up and I do that with various buckets. And if we get a surprise, like last week with the wind coming through there and knocking down a couple of trees sure. to, to pay to have those trees taken away, it, uh, it didn't impact the monthly because there was a contingency bucket for it. Good. Okay, so before you got married, you mentioned you bought a house. We did. All right, so then my next question is probably obvious. I assume you talked about finances a good bit before you got married, if you went through the process of buying a house. Well, we had we had some some profit sharing money from my company, and we had a little money that uh, our parents gave us, and uh, we we didn't. We it was really all we about. We spent so much money to renovate it. Yeah. which we might as well have just uh, yeah thrown it away, burned it. But we didn't <laughs> but that know. Was 19, that know. was that was in a downturn during the real estate market too. So, you know, we had the downturn, which we recovered from, and then the next house, mm -hmm. we had the windfall, uh, which, which was the, the positive, which made up for it. And then uh, the third thing is we went from New York to South Carolina, which is a total difference in having disposable income and, to be honest with you, quality of life. I'm not putting, I love New York. But it's expensive to live there in comparison to living here. And right. at that time, uh, I was working in healthcare. And to be honest with you, the difference in dollar amount 
that I was physically making between a, a New York hospital and a South Carolina hospital was pennies an hour. So that in itself, probably huge. that in itself, yeah. right, increased our quality of, of, of life. So okay. we've been here for 20 years. Yep. So um, prior to that, we had, uh, you know, we had a house, and I think that that was a springboard, selling homes that we had, you know, we gathered more money, and we were able to buy uh, more more uh, real estate. So. I think what it comes down to is that we have um, we have common goals. We like the same, pretty much like the same things. Family. We live simply. We do like to go to Europe every other year. Or a big vacation. I don't necessarily Europe, but we we enjoy certain things. We go out to dinner. You know, we don't. We're not that extravagant, other than our vacation. So, do you guys talk about? So you mentioned goals. Do you, do, you, do you guys talk about goals a lot, or is it once a month? Is it once a year? Like, how do you guys go about establishing what the priorities need to be? Actually, it's dealing with Rob that's helped us out okay. more than anything. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would be uh, amiss if I didn't say Rob helped me see some of the errors <coughs> that, that we were mm -hmm. making. And uh, based upon what he was able to, to, to show us and to extrapolate out in the future, um, made it pretty simple uh, to ascertain what it is that we needed to do. So um, just, just sitting with him basically on a biannual basis um, seems to be enough. Mm -hmm. So before that, well, what if it wasn't do? for my daughter, Faith, I mean, she she would say, Mom, Dad, you guys, do you know what you have? And I would say, I don't know, ask Daddy, he knows. <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, we wound up finding out that we actually had other things that we didn't even know about. Just kind of forgot about So them. I mm -hmm. have to say kudos to Faith because she stayed at it and she was like, Mom, you guys need to do this. Okay. And so we thought about it, and that was, that was a decision that we made. One of the first decisions about money, well, a decision, first decision in a long time about what to do with money. I mean, money. years and decades, You know, really. we, had, we had an investor years ago. Yeah. What was that? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. when. And then something happened in the market, and it, the returns weren't that great. Well, that was that. So was he that. took over, and he started trading and doing, getting really interested in in finances, so I trusted him, yeah. uh, and and you know let's you kind of let it. You know, I let, let it I let it go as long as I can spend what I need to spend, and we could go shopping uh, when we needed to, and and, uh, and and that was never a problem. So so are you guys both on the same like saver spender, or is one of you more of a spender than the other? We take turns. Oh, <laughs> By I, think he's, I think he's more of a spender yes. than I am. Okay. Yeah, I think he is. Well, I'm just not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're. we're I guess on a daily basis. The Amazon know, packages. The, the an, well, uh, 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 things like I do the grocery shopping. I do. He does all the okay. shopping. You know. And the cooking. And the, I'm home. Okay. So, Joe, with you, if he's the bigger spender, do you guys ever kind of talk through, all right, we got to rein it in a little bit, or is it just he's just going to do what he's going to do and everything's going to be fine? Well, I, 
I, I can gauge if I see those Amazon packages, <laughs> the size of them, and he, he he's into you know health products, uh, new mattresses and magneticos and and uh, chili pads and all sorts of things for our health. Okay. So when I see those large boxes coming, I think, oh well, okay, there's, you know, it's not so bad. I never ever question what he spends money on. Very rarely have I ever in the past thirty. Some odd well, years. she'll question it, but I'll answer it and give a good enough answer right. that and she won't. And, I mean, you know, and I just—I trust him. He's not going to spend it if we don't have it. Got it for sure. That and I know there, about. there again goes those contingency buckets. Right, that's what they're there for. Sure. So his spending tends to be more towards health and food and nutrition, and my spending tends to be more towards um, stuff, entertainment, fashion. You know, shopping. Okay. Uh, take. Faith on a shopping spree. Nothing gives me more pleasure than to just go out and buy anything we want, spend the day out shopping, and just have no budget. Which is when, <laughs> so, which, which is when I get nervous. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I was going to switch around. There's there's the there's my trepidation right there. You right. <laughs> now we're getting to it. <laughs> when I say, well, I'm just going to spend the day with Faith. We're going to go do a little shopping. He gets a little worried. He does. He starts I, I know it's going to. I know it's going to cost me money. But that's. But we, It is what it is. You know, we never. <laughs> when I say extravagant, in comparison to a lot of people, it's not very extravagant. It's just. Me. It's just yes. I have just one child. So. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that in in the general society, right, money tends to be one of the biggest crux uh, cruxes that, that people that are married have a, have a problem with. And if you look at the statistics of, of divorce in the United States, it's one of the top leading causes. It sounds like you guys figured it out early on that to be on the same page and not take things so seriously all the time, granted with a grain of salt and kind of watching what's going on, mm -hmm. not being complacent about it, but right. just not getting into that, that back and forth kind of battle on a daily basis with money. It seems like that's... Never. Right. And always trying to find value. There are things that... Um, you know, I've always been conscious of, <clears throat> you know, shopping for bank rates, shopping for shopping for insurance. Sure. Not staying with the same carrier as, as time goes on without without going out there to shop it because it's 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 real money at the end of the day. Yeah, doing your diligence on a maybe it's an annual basis, maybe it's every other year, uh, not falling in love with the same right. the same setup. Right. Yeah, I get exactly. that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I get that. So if you're giving advice to a couple, so last time Rand and Stacy were on, right, they've been married less than 10 years. Mm -hmm. So totally different perspectives of money and kind of where they've approached things from. What, if, what would you say to a couple that is getting started in their marriage or, or kind of maybe they're 10 years in, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them on how they can approach money, I guess, a little bit more at ease? I would say keep it in perspective. I think what, what that the generation's doing now, and Faith and Rand and, and, and that age group, with, uh, with Foster Victor and understanding money and planning for the future, I think is great. We, we originally, you know, years ago we talked about, oh, retirement, but it mm -hmm. seems so far off that, you know, we knew that saving, uh, we'd wind up with a certain amount of money, and uh, we never quite worried about it. I would say do do what you need to do, follow a plan, but uh, you know you don't want to uh, destroy your relationship over right. it. Right, you don't have to follow, you don't have to follow it necessarily to the T. I think you have to be in agreement. 
and don't fight about money. There's other things you can you're going to fight about. Oh, money shouldn't be one of them. Learn how. I, I think the most important thing is learn how to live within within your means. That's okay, it. so that brings up the budgeting word, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from a budget perspective, mm -hmm. when that word gets thrown around, typically somebody thinks this is like a restriction that's getting put into place. Right. So you guys have been through the ringer on, on marriage for 30 plus years. You've done the, the no plan or a legitimate plan, mm -hmm. having somebody guide you by this, doing it yourself. When you go through the budgeting process now, it sounds like it's once every, or once every six months or so mm -hmm. with, with Rob. How do, you, how do you guys approach that now as far as when you're prioritizing what you're going to do for the next two years, three years, four years? I know you're kind of getting closer to that retirement environment. Yeah. Is there anything that worries you from a budgeting perspective, kind of with what we're seeing right now, with the market being jumping all over the place, you guys being a little closer to retirement? What are you feeling that, that maybe I'm not or maybe Faith isn't? Well, there, there is some trepidation about uh, uh, the current market stats, the volatility in the market. You know, we haven't seen a VIX in the, in the 50s. And mm -hmm. if we have to work an extra year or two or whatever, then we'll, we'll do what we have to do. Uh, he's but, much more of a saver. He's the saver. I would say you are because every once in a while he'll say, "We have we have a vacation fund. We should go. You know, I've got this go X something. amount of dollars." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so uh, he he takes care of the finances. Like I said, he's on it every day. He knows what's happening. So, and I trust him. So we've never had you know we've never gone without, and and we could live. We, you know, we've lived on. Years ago, uh, when we first got married, I, I, was, I had a job in advertising. For many years I was in advertising, but a uh, very good job. And um, I decided to quit one day. I didn't like the change of, of the company, and, and I decided to quit. And I came home and I told him, and he said, oh, are you kidding me? Why did you do that? And I just, you know, I started to teach piano at home. Mm -hmm. I had faith. And then, uh, you know, we just, we just purposed and, and, and said, we're just going to live on one salary. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we don't go to a big restaurant on Friday night, we'll get pizza Friday night. You know, that was a treat. Yeah. Okay, so we learned to live on as much money as we had or as little money as we needed to. So that, that, that points to quality of life, too. Um, it, it is all about quality of life. I mean, you can have a good quality of life with not a lot of money. Sure. And, Right. You, you know, um, and it's also about family. Um, what is the best for our child? What is the best thing for, is it for mom to be home? And we ascertained, yes, that that was it. So we lived in 1,500 square feet for, for quite a while. And that was fine. It was a nice 1,500. It was a comfortable 1,500 square feet, but it was still... 1,500 square feet. Sure. And, and um, uh, again, it points towards what, what are your goals? It's not necessarily to live in the nice house. It's to, to me, it's to have a family that's close and comfortable with one another and enjoys each other's uh, company. Mm -hmm. That was the most, it was, the quality of life was within the course of the family, not outside of the family. And not in the stuff. Not in right, stuff. No. So everybody gets wrapped up in stuff, mm -hmm. especially nowadays. You mentioned the Amazon piece. I mean, going through my neighborhood, it seems like people need a, a, a cardboard baler yeah. with all the, the boxes that show up on the 
It's from true. I true. It's true. But that we know that that doesn't bring joy. It's no no <laughs> amount of I, I know you know money does not make you happy. Well, I think there's a point where uh, and maybe it's a false premise from society to where you can never make enough, right? So eventually, there's going to come a point in time where how much do you need to keep the lifestyle you want, and right. then anything above that is there is it bringing anything extra? No. Right. So sounding you know from you it sounds. No, I think that's the answer. No. And I would agree with that. I think there's a certain lifestyle people want to keep, and then anything above that, all right, what else can you do with money? That's right. Right? You can give it, spend it, and save it. That's about it. That's right. Give that's it, right. And save it. Um, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and again, the overarching concern is what is the quality of our life? And, and mm -hmm. uh, we've been blessed with a good quality of life. We've had tragedy in, 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 you know, over time. We've lost parents. Um, we lost money, too. And we lost money. Sure. Yeah, well, uh, we made some, uh, not that we made bad choices, but our, you know, you can't, uh, again, you can't time the market. Whether it's the real estate market, the stock market, it, you know, you can't time it. So um, uh, breaking through um, that you're taking risk. Um, you're always taking risks, but you can't be nervous about it. You've got to take, you know, uh, I, I think there's a, there's a difference between uh, gambling and a businessman's risk in a trade. I think there's, you know, if you're looking at trading, there's a businessman's risk where you know what, that there are outcomes that can be positive or negative. And then there's gambling. You know, like like trying to short a stock or something like that. That's different sure. yeah. than, than the businessman's risk. Sure. Okay. So from a tip perspective, is there any um, just like one silver lining thing that you could say outside of being on the same page? Like if you found to where when you guys talk about money, is it better to do it on a Saturday morning or a Friday night? So last time when Rand and Stacey were here, their tip was they get a bottle of wine and Go to Bill. Yeah. So spend a couple hours doing that. Have you guys come up with a, a habit or something that, that you guys use as a trigger to win? All right, let's go talk about money and it's just it's a business discussion. Well, like on a Saturday morning. That's in the exactly past, what I, I would say, say to him, yeah. oh, are we spending too much money? What's going on? And he'd say, come here, I'll show you. And I'd go sit down by yeah. the computer and, and he'd show me this is what we have, this is in the vacation and the savings and the, and 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 that was it. Kind of bring you up to speed. I was like, okay, let me call Faith. We'll go shopping. <laughs> and know? then he gets really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, why did I tell then her? The, then I know I've got to put more in the contingency fund. <laughs> the Faith Fund. Yeah, so, so occasionally on a Saturday morning, I'll ask him, you know, I'll say, Do, you know, how, how much was that bill yeah. or whatever? So I completely trust him when it comes to money. So, and he's proven himself to be very a very good steward of money. So Good. And, and that, I think that that points to what Joellen just said is when she said Saturday mornings, the first thing that popped into my head. That's, that's what we'll have coffee on Saturday, not every Saturday morning, but when is it going to be discussed? It's probably going to be discussed on a Saturday morning, right. sitting out on the back porch having a cup of coffee in the nice weather. Got it. Like right now. Like now. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So I've got a couple questions for you. Sure. All right. So I don't think you've seen these. All right. What is the biggest financial mistake that you could point to in your life? 
renovating our first home. Agreed. Complete. I was uh, going to say I, first house. Okay. First Period. House, but yeah. Our first house. We bought a house that our parents said mm, that's probably not a good house for you to buy. It didn't, didn't have a basement. It was an old <laughs> cottage that uh, it was right outside of Manhattan. You know, about a half hour outside of Manhattan in the woods, and uh, someone. It was a someone's summer home. Mm -hmm. You know, and we bought it, and it was way up in you know. In the canopy in the of the trees. So we loved it. It was charming. We fell, we, we fell in love with it. But you had to actually walk up 37 steps. And that was before we had any children. So we do that, and we were happy to do that. And then I, we decided to renovate. And this was before Home Depot. I think it was just Pergaments. And yeah. Before those big box stores where you could just go get tile. So I had all hand-painted tile done, and, you know, everything was probably 10 times more than it should have been. I, we had the tile, tiles cut for the bathroom. and Just beautiful, beautiful renovation. And it was a really, uh, like I said, we, we should have just We We overdid it the on, money, the fir on, you know, on the first hung it renovation. Up and burnt it. You set up the next, uh, the next owner really nicely. We, we, we did. did. Yeah. And, and we did. Uh, let's see, it is like 32 years later now and that house is up for sale, which I just saw on Zillow, and all those tiles still there, and the custom cabinets, yeah. and the and and, and all right. the work that we did still look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that's neat. Well, you know, so you learn, <clears throat> you learn. That was a lot of money that okay. we spent. Uh, that was a lot of money that we had saved, or we had in mm -hmm. a fund that we just blew it on that. So I would never do that again. All right. Um, so. That's All right, good. second question is, if you could buy anything in the world, no matter what it cost, what would it be? Oh, I know first. what I would buy. You don't, no, please. My, it's easy for me. Okay. Oh, the 59 Les Paul. All right. <coughs> How much is it? <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> they go in the 10 and 50 cents. Parts and pieces, you know, um, pickups for a 59 Les Paul can go for, uh, a friend of mine has one, five grand. Okay. Oh, you know, so, but, you know, that's, but th that's the thing. I, I mean, I'm capping it. Some of the, they're, they're six figures plus. Okay. What about you? Honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, what would I buy? I'd probably buy a 1963 silver Mercedes. A 63 silver Mercedes. Well, a grand piano. Well, a grand piano. That's, that's going to happen soon. We just have to, have, that, we have uh, to uh, renovate uh, the house to put the grand piano in. So in my retirement, uh, you know, I studied piano for many years and, and stopped. And um, the, the goal is when I retire to just pick that up again. Right. And just learn, you know, pieces that I've never learned before. So I haven't had time to learn. So a, a Steinway grand piano, that's what I would buy, Steinway. Okay, all right. Steinway. At least she didn't say a Bosendorfer. So, uh, that, that just sounds expensive. Bosendorfer yeah, is, let's yeah. say Steinway, because that's really <laughs> something I would never buy, but I would love to have. All right, last thing I've got, last two things you spent money on. Ah. Last two things we spent money on. Taking the trees out because of the storm oh. last week, be honest with you. I All mean, right. it's, that was the largest dollar amount I probably spent uh, this year. Um, but that was out of necessity. And like I said, we were prepared for it. 
Okay. I think that's important too. You know, if you say well, what's you know, don't fight about money, but also make sure that you have contingency money available um, for unforeseen events. All right. Someone bought wine glasses on I have, Amazon. Yeah, I have a feeling yours is not going to be trees. No, it's not trees. Maybe a purse or something. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what what it would have been. Probably some. You haven't really done any big purchases. I haven't. You know, I need to. It's your turn. Sorry. Uh, He's actually bought me the things that I've wanted. Um, So um, what have I spent recently? Faith, can you remember anything? Someone bought wine glasses on Amazon. But that's not extravagant. No, it's not an extravagant purchase. What were your last two purchases? Oh, last two purchases? Yeah, just anything. Oh, I I had a little shopping spree in Joanne Fabrics yesterday. Okay. I bought hot pink lining to line a garment that I'm working on. I love to sew. Okay. And for me, that's the luxury of time is to be able to sew and all day long without any interruption. Nice. All so. right. Well, cool. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, we hope this has been helpful. Uh, this is definitely a different perspective from a from a couple who've been married a lot longer than even myself uh, or Rand. So we appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Um, If you have any suggestions or questions or topics you want us to cover, you can always email us. You can find us on our website at fostervictorwa.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at fostervictorwealthadvisors. Appreciate you guys again. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Information contained in this podcast was intended for general use, not to be used as specific advice. For content tailored to your personal situation, please contact one of our wealth coaches.